to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Deidre Shen, founder and CEO of Capshow, software that helps entrepreneurs turn their stories into content that converts. Now, we believe that every entrepreneur who has had to overcome their own internal struggles is remarkable. And it is this exact remarkability that needs to be shared so that they can positively impact the world. So stick around to the end of the show. We will reveal how you can be our next guest in 20 or 25 minutes. So let's go. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. I have Katarina Haddon with me today, who I'm so pumped to be talking about. Uh, but first, I guess before I, I was like, oh, where do I get started? But why don't we get you started, Katarina? Why don't you tell us, welcome, first of all, to the show. And Thank then, you so much. Please tell us a little bit about your brand and what it is that you do. Well, I help. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Katarina Haddon. I help coaches, consultants, and service providers. So people who exclusively work with people one-on-one and are exchanging that minutes for dollars, scale the time and the revenue, adding online courses into their businesses. That's like the simplest way to explain yeah. what I do. I love that. I love that. So tell us about, because I, um, I know you've had quite the journey getting to where you are now so I'd love to I'd love to for you to take us on that journey and really yeah what what were kind of some of the things like I know that you've probably tried a few things and um, you pivoted here and there but what led you to this point to where you are now? Well I didn't start um, as a coach or a course creator I never even imagined that I will become one so um, I'm from Serbia and I did school there, high school for graphic design, and then college for fine and applied arts. And I was a graphic and web designer. So around that time, when I was just finishing college, we had a war. So that that was something, there was an interesting experience where later on, I really realized what gifts that experience brought into my life. But we can talk about that. So then I decided well, you know, there's too much drama in my country. I love my country, but I feel I need to go somewhere else. So I immigrated to Canada. Mm. And in my mind, I thought that th- this is a-, a land of dreams. And I'm going to go there and everybody's just going to wait for me because <laughs> I, I, I trust my skill as a designer and I trust my knowledge. Well, just to find out that, well, 20 years ago, 20 something years ago, being an immigrant, it was very different than today, mm. you know, and I came from a country where we learned design without computers. Can you imagine that? I didn't have an email address, <laughs> like different times, right? What? So now I know it's like not an email address. So what are you talking about? It was oh, different. Was okay. Yeah. So then, then I realized that you can get a job as a designer, not knowing computers. And you also can get a job not having Canadian experience. But how do you get an experience when nobody's giving you an opportunity? Like, you know, like you can't get a job, you don't have an experience. Well, can you give me some opportunity? So anyway, on if, if, you know, any listener, if, if you live in Toronto, you know that on Young Street, there's that big library, public library. I never seen a bigger library in my life. But inside you could learn English and you can learn computers. Mm. And the only job, job that I could find was in a grocery store and in coffee shops. Because, you know, my English was, John has an apple. Apple is red. 
that was the level. Okay. So I know it was horrible. It was hard. So I went to that library and I learned and I learned and um, then I got tired of not moving forward. And I walked around and this, 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 I never really talked about this, that I had a chip on my shoulder. I walked around with a chip on my shoulder that you're an immigrant. You don't belong here. This jobs that you're doing right now is all that you're going to be. You may have been a good designer back home, but here, this is not your life. I had it on my shoulder. I tried, you know, let's learn English. Let's learn computers. Things will change. I believed, but the chip was there, you know? So that was really, really difficult. And then a couple of years in, I met my husband. We've been married now for almost 20 years. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you so much. (laughs) And we're like, you know what? In Canada, the only opportunity we have now is mortgage and debt. And we didn't like it. (laughs) It was, yeah, it was, it was different. So we're like, why don't we go travel? Let's go to Asia. We spent eight years in Asia, uh, traveling, living there. And I started teaching English through art. How funny. Like here, my English is poor, but I learned. Now I'm teaching it through art, which gave me such confidence. I had so much time, eight years to really master computers and all the design programs and do design there. So, um, Then we moved back to Canada when our twins were, they were born in China because that was our base. China was our base. And I love their culture and the people and there's such great people. Anyway, that's another story. But (laughs) so we moved back to Canada, but I came back this time with more self-confidence. It was very different. I wasn't that lost immigrant with a chip on the shoulder. Maybe I had a little bit of a chip. Yeah. But I I I, think it never goes away, does it? No, it always stays there. Yeah, you you always stay there a little bit, but you decide to focus on different things now, right? So we came back and in the city I lived in, I'm like, okay, great. We're back. Kids started school. My husband is working. Well, I want to do design. I really want to do design because I felt that in my core, that's what I am going to be. But nobody knows I'm here. Yeah. Right? So what do I do? So I'm like, okay, I'm going to Google. You know, I'm going to go to Google. I'm going to see all the businesses in town and I'm going to spy on them online and see what their brand is like, what their website is like, their logo is like. And I'm going to create sketch on paper ideas how they can improve. I printed business cards and went in to each business. Hello, (laughs) this is who I am. These are my thoughts. And that's how I got my first clients. That was the hardest thing I ever did. Because I don't like to talk to people that I don't know. Yeah. It's really difficult to put yourself out there. And I remember I was so nervous that I would do one business and feel so depleted and go home to unwind. But I did it. That's how I got my first clients. Anyway, the business started growing to kind of move that forward. And I got an opportunity then because I became known now in the city as this person doing design and happy clients and business is growing. And then the city contacted me to uh, work as their designer and and web designer. And I'm like, great, I need a nine to five. Because I didn't really think that I'm going to be a a business owner. Like I'm a designer, I need a place to work, right? That was my mentality. Such a great experience there working. So I still continue building my business while working nine nine to five. And I did that to a point where I I couldn't, I wanted more money. 
I want higher income. I want more security, financial security for my family. Couldn't work more hours. Mm. Like there was no more hours in a day. I worked seven days a week. Yeah. Right. So then I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to create an online course on branding. That was 2018. And the courses started becoming a thing, or maybe they became a thing before, but that's when I discovered them. Yes. Like, I'm going to create an online course. This is going to be great. Right. And that was 2018. And fast forward, people started asking me how I created an online course. And me, mentality, I'm a designer. I started showing people without charging, like, oh, I'll show you. It's actually really great. Like, I was so pumped, still not thinking. And my husband was the first one to point like, hey, like, you're giving all of this knowledge and then it dawned on me like this could be an opportunity to start teaching people on how to do it. So in 2019, I pivoted. I really focused on helping others do it, remove a little bit to the side the design aspect, quit nine to five, and went full force on. So um, that's kind of the story. Yeah, isn't it great how? Um you know, the journey, because I'm, I'm, I'm always that believer that the, we have to go on this journey in order to get to where we're meant to be. And you had to go on that journey yourself, right? You had to go, you know, into the design and really, and then find yourself creating a course and find yourself getting asked these questions to be where you are now, which is where you're meant to be at this moment in time. I but really people, feel that I was always meant to do this. I just yeah. didn't know it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, and so I do want to come back to that. But first, I do want to d- dive a little bit deeply into your, into your past because mm-hmm. it's such a fascinating history. So, you know, obviously not very, not very many of us, I would say in, you know, um, definitely in developed countries would have experienced being in war um, like you have. So can you talk us through, what the experience was like um, and paint that picture for people who maybe can't really quite understand what that would have been like and therefore, you know, they're almost the, the choices that you had to make because of that. Well, it was it was scary and it was hard, but, you know, as a country, we slowly moved into the, the moment where we were actually bombed with bombs. We had years of, you know, communist society uh, has a lot of negative, right, uh, in it by itself. So we slowly, we had empty grocery stores where we had these little slips that you can have a liter of milk and a small bag of rice or a few potatoes or a few eggs and lines, I don't know now in miles, I'm very much a metric person, kilometers long Yeah, yeah. lines. And you are praying that when it's your turn at the store, there's still some left. Yeah, you know, things like that. So, so we had restrictions on water, on power, on possibility, yeah. on dreams. Like it's not just uh, um, what you're experiencing, but it's really such a dream killer. Mm. Um, and it was scary, but I didn't know any better. Got and it. you had to, f- and I learned young with a young age that you have to make do, which yeah. was actually a gift uh, as I was getting older, I didn't realize that then. I was too young to, to figure that out then. But to make do and be grateful for what you have. Yeah. 
you know, exactly. like for those moments, because, you know, I remember a few years ago when people really started talking about, you know, you need to f- be grateful for little things. And for a moment there, I couldn't understand it because being grateful was oozing out of me on default. Like in the morning, I would make a cup of coffee and I would always, without like, not, I'm not trying to be grateful. It's just how amazing is this cup of coffee? Or little things like having toothpaste. Yeah. Like things, hot water for shower, things we don't consider things. I'm like, this is so yeah. great. You know, but it teaches you to fight. It teaches you to be a fighter, to not to be a quitter when times are hard, because it's easy to be a fighter when things are going your way, Mm. you know, and, and that experience also teaches you. And I, that was very useful for me. And, And maybe we can talk about that for just a moment. You know, we all have those inner conversations that we never say out loud. The, di- the doubts, the fears, feeling less than or having a chip on your shoulder. And we are so hard on ourselves in a sense that, oh, I, sh- I could have done this, this better. Oh, that was really bad. And, you know, those inner conversations that are really closing us to the opportunities that we have. What I've learned is that even though, like any other person, we all have those thoughts, but how much power you give to those thoughts. And I learned in that wartime and living through not having that changing that narrative in our mind is everything. Instead of saying, oh, I could have done this better. Or I, you know, I did a launch and it tanked. I'm a loser. Instead of saying that, how about saying, you know what? It's awesome that I was fearless to try and it didn't work. Good job for me for showing up. Now let me figure out why it didn't work. Yes. You know, changing that narrative. So that was the, I think the biggest gift of is being grateful and, and changing the narratives because we show up online as our best selves, right? We show up or unicorns and rainbows and everything is always amazing, but it's when we are alone in our mind, what we tell ourselves, I think that was the biggest thing for me to 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 bring into my business today is how I talk to myself that I have value even though I'm a war child and I'm an immigrant and yes it was hard and yes we had nothing like nothing but what can I bring with that experience into the world now to help those who are having hard time you know Yeah. Wow. I love that. That's such a, such a cool, almost like, as you said, this inbuilt, um, you know, gratitude and these, these inbuilt things that we, like, unfortunately we do take for granted and we never, I say we, the royal we, um, you know, a lot of times haven't had to learn. And now, you know, we find ourselves in this place later on in life when we're feeling like upset, unfulfilled, like all these things. And we, and Mm -hmm. You know, so that that's amazing that you know you've been able to come out of this terrible situation, um, but have these really really great skills and and tools to lean. But on. I learned just just like I don't want people to think like oh you know she just all this happened and so she was grateful out of nowhere and just knew how to talk to the inner conversations. It really didn't happen in that way. I spent years being very angry at what I've been through. 
Mm. I grew over time into it. It didn't just like I had all this wisdom being 20, like, oh yeah, I figured out. No, like I was angry for years of, of not having and comparing why I didn't have and other people had in the world. Like there was a lot of growth that needed to happen over time. And, and I want people to just know that no matter what happened to you, you can come out the other side, mm. victorious with lots of value to bring into the world. And how did you get start on that journey? Because um, I'm assuming something happened or you uh, maybe got a mentor or someone said something to you or to actually start that journey that you just described where, you know, you went from being this really angry, like this is life's not fair, potentially. I'm yeah, life's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to, you know, to, to then getting on the other side, like what, what actually was the catalyst for that journey? And then how did you actually go through that to get to that other side? And I know that we're all of our lives are still work in progress really, but mm-hmm. you know, where you've been able to land has been incredible. I'd love for you to talk about that. The biggest shift was when we moved to Asia. Mm. And I, it was a different country and I didn't know any other way than to show up as myself. So people started valuing what I brought to the table. For example, um, my idea was to teach English through art. I wasn't hired to teach English through art, but art is my way of communicating. I really, it's, it's much easier. So when I brought ideas to the table, I was heard. Mm. And that gave me a little bit of, you know, it mended my wounded soul a little. Yeah. And then over time, it allowed me to, to grow and to realize and to analyze things that are happening in my life. But the biggest shift is, um, starting to be heard and valued for what I knew I know well. It's just I didn't have an opportunity to show, in a sense. Yeah, That's like where that. it started to shift. Yeah. And then talk us through, um, because I, I guess, you know, that was just one sort of shift that you made, but then another big one was when you did decide to make this pivot to become an online course creator coach, if I can um, call you that, and you um, – it probably wasn't easy to go from like nine to five, you know, security things, something that you've been learning, like graphic design has been something that you've been and done for a mm-hmm. long time um, to then uh, yeah, making this pivot. So what was that like? What was, you know, what was that like to make this change? And was there anything in your mind, your mindset, whatever that was that where you were like, oh, am I doing the right Was there anything in that? I doubted my idea. I doubted that I'd be able to be a coach or help somebody else or teach them something. I struggled a lot with quitting a nine to five Mm. because something that I know was always there and was secure. So I waited. I waited until my my business income was double. Right. Then uh, in comparison to what I was doing nine to five, I... I probably waited out of fear much longer than I needed to. Mm. And I don't know if it was an excuse or common sense. I'm still unclear on that. You know, my, my reasoning was I am a mom. I have kids. I need to be a responsible adult now. 
<laughs> like I need to make decisions yeah. thinking about my kids. Yes. You know, what if I, what if it doesn't work? Yeah. What if all these things and I'm, I, I end up with no revenue? So, <laughs> so, but I, I decided to, when I saw it, it was six months that I saw that my income within my business was surpassing. I was like, okay, I, I need to go into this full force before I burn out. Mm. Because I, I started to lose my step seven days a week all the time with everything else in life that you need to do. It's a lot. It takes a lot out of a person. Yes. Right. So, so um, I decided that if it works, great. If it doesn't, I always have design to fall back onto. And yeah. if it doesn't, I'll get another job. Yes. Right. So, so it was like, I, I have to know. Yeah. Like, one of my biggest things is I, you know, or fear is to wake up one, one day when I'm old and wrinkly and I can't do what I want to do anymore and, and, and wish that I did something or tried something. Oh, I wish I tried this. Oh, I wish like regret. Yes. And I was like, I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to try it. If it thinks not a big deal, at least I know that I'm not meant to do this. Yeah. Right. Cause I think often we are afraid, not of our, our personal failure, what other people are going to think. Yes. And I think we just need to cut that out of its roots because we don't live our life for other people. Yeah. And it really doesn't matter because no matter what you do, some people will like it and others don't. I still get messages today where people tell me that uh, level, level of my English is conversational. And if I wanted to be a co, yeah, like people will give me, people will give me advice. And I always tell them, thank you so much, but I've been practicing for 20 years. This is it. <laughs> it's not going to get any better. This is like the top notch that I can provide, right? This is like, there's no way, right? Or, you know, there is all, all we can't live our life for other people's opinion. Totally. We need to show up with what we know and stay in our zone. I think that's really important too. You know, oftentimes we get confused and overwhelmed with all the shiny objects, you know, this person is doing this and it's working well for them. And this person is doing that and it's working well for them. But we need to feel comfortable in the knowledge that we have on whatever topic mm -hmm. and just do that. Because yeah. when we show up with what we know and we stay in that, you can call it zone genius. I, li I like that. I know it's overused, but I like it. When you stay there, you shine your brightest light and nobody can be better at being you in the world. Yes. So why not just do that and, and be happy and feel fulfilled yeah. with what you're bringing into the world? Love that. Love that. Um, okay. So I did want to ask, our listeners do believe in the power of storytelling to create that human connection. And you obviously have a lot, a lot of remarkable stories. So do you currently share your stories? And if so, how is that on social media? Is it via emails? What's your main way that you share your stories? If you do at all? Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm on Instagram that I'm most, most active there. And every Tuesday I do coaching over coffee. Coffee is a big part of my life and I bring it everywhere I go, <laughs> even into my business. So I do coaching over coffee where, where people ask questions and answer their, their questions live, just going to help them. And also through email, I send, I send emails with the value, with tips, with stories, with anything that I can do to bring clarity and help people move from thinking about something or being afraid into taking action. So, so that those are my main um, ways of communicating with, with audiences. That. 
That's awesome. Um, and can I ask you one last question? Um, where is your business headed? Where do you see yourself investing for growth in terms of like marketing or, you know, in the next or even maybe team wise over the next year? I am. My main focus is really to grow my team. Um, now I have one full-time VA and I don't know what I would do without her. Yeah. <laughs> She's incredible, but I would like to see that team grow. I would like to see us being able to scale in a sense that we can help even more people. Mm. That's, you know, cause running a business as one person or two people is very different than when you have a team to scale really that vision and message and trainings. Yeah. And what, where do you, um, you know, because obviously you have a VA now and may, may I ask, what does she focus on? She focuses on um, creating content for myself. Well, I create content. She puts visuals on, uh, reply to uh, cust- like customer support. And she's a little bit of everything. Yeah. And it would be nice to kind of have departments within that can really focus on, on everything. And that's, that's where I really want to see us grow into. Yeah, and I'm so, and I did want to ask that question because a lot of our listeners are also probably thinking or looking to scale, and it's like it's it's helpful to see how other business owners thinking about it. So thank you for sharing that. Of course. Uh, so this has been so incredible, so super helpful for everyone listening to this. If anyone is interested in seeing what you have to offer, Katarina, where is the best place for them to go? Just hop on Instagram at Katarina Haddon and shoot me a DM and let's connect. I love really to see how can I support your growth. Yeah, amazing. Well, you guys, you heard it here first. Um, you Well, probably not first, but you definitely heard it here. And we will be leaving those links in the show notes as well. So hop on there, get in touch with Katarina. And I'm sure that you love this episode. So please leave us a review, a rating, subscribe to this podcast, share with all of your friends. Thank you so much, Katarina, for Thank you for the opportunity. Chat. Yeah, it was amazing. And um, everyone else, we'll see you next time. Bye. Shen here. Thank you so much for listening to the Remarkable Entrepreneur Podcast. Now, if you are a successful online entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, then please visit go.theremarkableentrepreneurpodcast.com slash podcast dash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you please share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials and tag me. I'm at Deidre Shen. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media as well and let them know about the show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. Now, we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, reviews go a long, long way to help promote the show. And it means a lot to me and my team. And if you want to know more, go to our website, djshen.com. Follow me on LinkedIn, on Facebook. My Facebook group is actually called The Remarkable Entrepreneur. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Deidre Shen. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you next time.